Hey everyone, welcome to the Pulse Strong podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today I speak to Dr. Emily Rausch. Emily is a certified chiropractic sports physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of pole dancers. She's based in the USA and offers online programs where she works with pole dancers all around the world. I hope you enjoyed this just as much as I did. Emily, thank you for joining me. No problem. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Woo! So whereabouts are you in the USA? Whereabouts? So I live in the state of Idaho, which if you don't know the United States, if you can like picture it in your head, it's kind of like a rectangle. And then if you divide it into like uh, four quadrants I'm in like the top right left quadrant wow of it like um Washington is closest like Seattle area is like a hour flight for me so okay. kind of in the middle of nowhere <laughs> you I can't sometimes I can't even like fathom how big U.S. is like it's it's not, it's not until you like start to like um deep dive on the states and you're like oh my god there is so many and they are there- so big Yes. I don't remember who I was talking to about this the other day that like I was reading, I was actually listening to a TikTok or watching a TikTok and they're like, oh, I need to drive like halfway across the country. And they were like somewhere in like Europe and they're like, oh, it's like a two hour drive. Two hours doesn't get me out of this state. Like, no, like I'm still in the state that I live in for like, if you wanted to drive from like the top to the bottom of it, because the state that I live in is like really long, um, it would be like probably like a 10 hour drive at least. What? It would take me 10 hours to drive to Scotland, which is I'm in the very bottom of the UK. I'm at the south. So it would probably maybe a little bit longer, maybe not. But yeah, 10 hours. It would take me to get to like Scotland. Yeah, no, that's wow. chill it in one in one state. Yeah, wow. the US is huge. It's unnecessarily large, to be honest, but we're here. <laughs> unnecessary, unnecessary. Um, so in your state then or wherever, where, where you are in particular, is pole big thing? So many classes? Is it? Is there many studios? Not many classes. Are there many studios? In the the state, I'm not hmm. sure. In the city that I live in, yes, there's how many pole studios? One, two, three pole studios. The the city that I live in is like a little less than a million people. There's three okay. pole studios. There's a few other aerial studios as well. I think there's five studios total, which is okay. quite a bit for the the area which yeah is amazing yeah absolutely um so how long have you been polling for and was that Uh, your first before we talk I wanted I want to dig deep into what you do because I think um it's really fascinating and the crossover is amazing um but before we go into that how long have you been polling for uh March was five and a half years oh wow so so a little while yeah so I don't know however many months from March to July. So yeah, a little over five and a half years. Um, I actually started my aerial journey with hammock. Well, I took like a taster class and it was like one day was on silks. One day was on Lyra trapeze hammock and Lyra and trapeze. I don't know how people do that. Like the pain, which I haven't tried it since I've been doing pole and I should like circle back around and see if it's less painful. But when I was like very like virgin back of my knees, I was like, how do people do this? dislike um and then aerial silks still are so so hard every once in a while i'll pop into like a beginner aerial silks class and once again i'm like how do you all have the shoulder stability to do this on a regular basis like what is going on but hammock was really fun 
And so I did hammock for like three years and kept getting fabric burned from the drops that we were doing. And I was like, I don't like this, but I still want to be in the like kind of aerial off the ground, not, like non-traditional movement. Um, and yeah, I started pole and I was a little cocky when I started, not going to lie. I was like, oh, I've been doing hammock for a long time. Like, this is going to be super easy. Like, I'll just like breeze into it. No. Oh my God. No, (laughs) it's hard. Yeah. It's, and it's like different. Like every apparatus has like some similarities, but there's different like positions, you know, and strength vary is position specific. And if you're not used to being strong in that, like very specific position, especially for pole. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like being bad at things either. And so I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And you know, five and a half plus years later, here we are Amazing. still trying to not be bad at it. Well, I think that always like still continues throughout. Like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this today. And then you realize how terrible you are. And you're like, okay. <sighs> yeah. But like, and we try and try. This yeah. is, this is one for another day. <laughs> yeah. Which Let's is what stick to what we're good at. For sure. Which is like the, the fun part about pole. Cause you're like, I don't know if you're having a weird day where you're like, I can't, can't do whatever trick for whatever reason. Like you could just go do something else. But and, like it. still enjoy it yeah and also like I've said this before um it's not up to you how you train when you train pole it's, it's it your body dictates what you're going to do um so you can have the best will in the world to train something in particular but if your body isn't feeling it sometimes you have to you have to do yeah. something else because you're like you're like no my shoulders aren't taking that or my flexibility is not you know I'm not I'm not feeling very flexible today for example um but let's start on like your background in particular then I'm sorry okay. if you can hear that little jingle um your yeah your background in particular so yeah your career what you do for a living like where did that all start what tell everybody what you do like my educational background yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so I have way too many degrees well I mostly like way too many student loans because like education is really expensive in the United States. So I have a bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm just like, you know, uh, easily like a quarter million dollars in student loans. Like we're just chilling. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, my first bachelor's degree, I got right out of college or right out of high school is in exercise and sports science. And then I took like seven years off and worked like a kind of a weird wide variety of jobs of like, I was in retail for a while and I worked in banking and my entire like life, I was like really active, involved in sports. And I wanted to do something more in that realm, but, um, this life was like kind of weird when I graduated from college. So I was like, I'm just going to like, you know, keep on chugging along until it like makes sense for me to like shift more into the movement world again and decided that I wanted to go back to school to become a chiropractor. And more specifically, I wanted to become a sports medicine chiropractor. So if you don't know, at least in the States, there's a wide variety of different types of chiropractors that can exist. You can choose to specialize or you can not. And most of us, like most chiropractors don't, they just are like a generic, like everyday chiropractor, but I am not I don't want to say like, I'm not a huge fan of like little kids and I'm not a huge fan of like working with old people. I want to work with people that want to be active. And so the sports medicine realm like made more sense to me. So, um, while I was working on my doctorate, I also decided to get a master's degree, which was a lot (laughs) like, why not just do both? So I have, um, let's do it. Oh (laughs) yeah. Let's like, let's just do all the things. So yeah, I got another bachelor's degree in human biology, a master's degree in sports medicine, and then my doctorate in chiropractic. And then in the States, at least, if you want to work with like higher level athletes, there's 
um, like testing that you can take after you have your master's degree and your, and your doctorate. So there's two levels. I took the first level certification. So I'm a certified chiropractic sports physician, which allows me if I wanted to, to work with like team USA athletes, but I can't work with Olympic athletes yet. That's like the next level is to like go to the Olympic training center, um, and work with athletes there, which I missed applying for the, like the, the round of like the schooling by like 10 days, they started on the 1st of July. And I was like, no, this year. Yeah. I was like, I was like kind of going back and forth and I was like, Oh, I'll look to see like when the next like cohort starts. Cause it's, it gets pretty in depth. You do like a lot of like online classes and then you have to, I would have to fly to Portland, like several, I think it's like once a month for like several years to do like hands-on training, um, wow. with stuff. And it started on the first and I looked at it on like the 10th and I was like, dang it. Like I missed it by like 10 days. So, um, which is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fine. It was a the universe telling me like not not the right time yet but oh yes my big believer in that my big big yeah. believer just it just worked for whatever reason it's just yeah. something else will come your way and it will all make sense yeah so yeah that'll be the well I wasn't gonna do it for a while but more and more I like I'm like yeah it would be nice to like have that like next level of certification so the next round that they do it I will be working on my diplomate in sports medicine um, which will allow me if I want to, to like go work at our like Olympic training centers here in the States. That's so cool. Yeah. So then when did that coincide with Paul and when did you start to become more specialist in that field? Yeah, great question. So when, like I said, I started pole dancing when I was in chiropractic school and I didn't realize how like hypermobile my own individual shoulders are. So I had some shoulder stuff come up, especially as I advanced through pole and I advanced pretty quickly. So there's like a few things if I could go back in time and like restart my pole journey that I would do, do differently and like slowing down and cross training more would be like the two that I would like recommend, which is why I like preach it so much on my Instagram page where I'm like, don't be me. Like, please like yeah. go back. And I, I am so for this, right? Because I actually started this podcast. One of the reasons why I really, really wanted to bring exposure to SNC, um, just looking after your body in general, good nutrition. And it's not to say that it hasn't bring, brought that to life, but some people that I speak to, um, or have spoken to don't really cross train (laughs) don't really you know aren't really big on nutrition which is totally fine by the way but for me that is everything you know whenever I even have a client I have people message me like you know I'm interested in working with you like can you help me achieve my goals and my first question back is always will you cross train Mm. well like is that a thing for you like cross training is so big and I'm so glad you're big on it and this was like one thing I was like I need to get her on (laughs) yeah (laughs) I need to get her on um so yeah so you realized that you needed to you cross train yeah so how like how I got into primarily treating pole dancers is I like hurt my shoulder I was doing like um uh, what the swing away on the pole. I can't think of what the word is where you grab it and you like swing your whole body back and let go. We were supposed to go into a kip and I like, didn't let go. Cause I was scared to drop. And I like felt my shoulder, like kind of like little, little part, um, which I was in chiropractic school. So I was like, I know what happened. Like, let's go get it rehabbed at our, our like student clinic. And 
everyone was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? This is what you did to your shoulder. Like, why were you swinging? What was happening? And I was like, yeah, I want to be able to like, (laughs) exactly. I was like, I want to be able to like swing my entire body weight away from the pole and then like, (laughs) let go and land on my knees and like, not, not get hurt. Um, so that was kind of like the first, the first part of like, there's like, there's a kind of a disconnect between like providers and understanding what, um, what pole dancers need for their body. And I, it like, kind of implanted this seed where I was like, there's a need for this. Like there, if I'm having these struggles, I can't be the only one. So like, what if I chose in the like wide realm of like sports medicine world, um, when you're going through like any sort of like business thing, it's like, you have to find a niche, right? Like, or a niche, however you say that word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was like the, yeah, like kind of the seed plant of me being like, everyone keeps telling me that I need to have a niche in the sports medicine world. And like, why not have it be, um, pole dancers. And from there, I like started looking to be like, are there like continuing education courses that I can take that would like help me be better prepared to like help this niche in the world. Um, and I connected with Emily Sherb. She's the circus doc on Instagram. Yes. Um, and yeah, she wrote the book applied anatomy of aerial arts and she has some courses that she will will pre-covid would go around and teach um and one of them was in portland which is where i was going to school so went to that and i was like oh there's like a whole nother like realm to the sports medicine world like dance medicine like artistic sports medicine that i didn't honestly realize existed i don't know why but it took me like attending this course and i was like oh my god like i could do this like i could hang out with my people like (laughs) all day Um, and like, that would be like super great. Um, and then when I graduated, that was like my entire plan. I was like, I'm going to specialize in like circus and aerial people. Um, I do pole specifically, but like have some, some background in like the other apparatuses and the clinic that I worked at at first was like, not on board. They're like, Nope, we don't want that to be your niche. We don't want like I'm 99% sure the doctor said those type of people in my clinic. And I was like, this is not going to be a good fit for me. Um, and no. then COVID happened, um, like six weeks after I started practicing. So I was home alone. Like a, a lot of people were, everything was shut down, like, including like my clinic that I was working at, I was only working like 12 hours a week. So I just started posting on Instagram and I started posting like stuff that I knew, um, about like the body and about, pole and how the the two intertwined um and then kind of it's kind of a long story but long story short um I ended up moving in the middle of a pandemic to a place where I knew like one person when when we moved and decided that like I was going to continue posting I hired a business coach and like developed um like an online portion of my business and now I work with people all over the world to so good have their it? bodies hurt from pole yeah it's super fun so you do you mainly look after like you really like um people that are injured or because I've seen you do a couple of different programs so what do you sort of work on it who do you work who's your biggest clientele would you say or people looking to get stronger or like what 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 do you think is your biggest yeah so I go back and forth because I can do more like sports performance like and that's where like where I prefer to be because like people get hurt. I understand that people get hurt, but it's very heavy, like dealing with people that are struggling with an injury. There's a lot of emotions Mm. that come up and like not being able to like physically touch a person and, you know, and be like, 
it's going to be okay. We're going to make it make through this. Like all of my stuff is virtual. So it's like, can I hug you through the screen when you're like having like a full on breakdown on zoom? Um, which I'm more than happy to like hold space for people in that capacity, but like, it's, it's, it's hard for everyone. Um, and there's some stuff where I'm like, you know, if I could touch you, like we probably could resolve this a lot, a lot quicker, but, um, so what long, what, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, so I can do both like injury and sports performance, um, where since I've been doing this for like almost two years now, where I've realized that there's more of a need is more on the like injury side. Cause there's lots of people that, and lots of programs that exist in the world where it's like, I want to be able to do my shoulder mount. Okay. Here's a course, or I want to be able to do whatever, like here's an eight week program or, or whatever. A lot of those exist, but there's not a lot of like, my shoulder hurts when I'm trying to do a twisted grip. Like, how do I have it not hurt? Um, so yeah, it's been like a little bit of trial and error of me trying to figure out like where, where in this like pole bubble, can I like serve the most people and have the most impact and more and more is, is seeming like people that are injured is where more of a need is. So that tends to be where I, where I go. But as soon as we can get out of, out of pain, we're like kicked into sports performance where I'm like, you're not hurt anymore. Like, yes, we're going to get you like as strong as possible. Oh yes. Um, and then the other I kind of flip side, like, I don't, I don't love the idea of like only making money off of people that are injured. That doesn't like make me feel good. So very much want to put out to the world, like you can't completely prevent injuries. That's not possible, but there's a lot of steps that you can take to reduce your risk of injury. And so how do you, yeah, how do you do that? And that's where like the cross training comes in. So I'm getting ready to relaunch a like eight week coaching program where it's like, you want to start cross training, but you have no idea like how to start. And you don't want to just go to the gym and, and look a fool. You don't know, like, like people keep telling me I, I should cross train, but like, how do I actually do it? So it's going to be like a cross training one-on-one program. Yeah. For pole nice. Nice. Yeah. So what is your like go-to piece of equipment? Like how, where do you get people to, what, what, what's your go-to for cross training? Do you have one? Um, honestly, if I, if I, people are like, I want to buy one piece of equipment to be able to cross train, I'm going to pick a kettlebell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> single-handedly like I can't tell you how transferable a kettlebell is to pole you know this I know you know this but to increase your strength and stability through your forearms and through your wrists and through your shoulders and through everything else yeah there's nothing else that can do that like and the way you have to distribute the weight all of it is so transferable to pole and like well because I do have some people that have dumbbells and like if you're like oh I have a dumbbell I don't have a kettlebell there's a lot that you could do with the dumbbell it does work work. yeah with the like handle and you can like put it in different positions you can hold it by the like bell part or you can hold it by like either handle or like in the the middle of it um yeah it's like the kind of an all-around piece of equipment there's like I don't I don't think there's anything better personally like I love it I'm I'm a big big advocate of kettlebells um I have been for the like the past three years in particular in lockdown it's why I trained three times a week I started doing online classes they were really they went really really well it kick-started my kettlebell program um and I single like my strength went through the roof like I when I went back to pole I was like oh shit like I am way stronger than what I was and even with injuries like I can do twisted grip no problem like I have a lot of shoulder stability 
um, through, you know, like stuff like Bottoms Up, um, mm-hmm. you know, like all of this sort of stuff, windmills that build great halos, great, great, great stability exercises that are so transferable. And I've just noticed that I've been injured less. If I pick up injuries now, it's, it is through purely overtraining yeah. of me being like, again and doing something again and again and again and then putting stress for it or shouldn't I should have stopped and I should and I didn't for example like it's not through it's not through having lack of strength or stability for a particular muscle definitely which like if we're gonna go broader picture like just wait like load yourself (laughs) yeah just (laughs) yes this is it yeah and free weight by the way free weight really like resistance machines can still do the job by the way but I feel like resistance machines are good if you're in a position where like they're, they're, they're quite good for, for adding in volume to your plan. And they're quite good. Like if you've got to it, if you've already built your muscle and your stability through the shoulders or not just any muscle, by the way, but I'm just using that as a, as a, as an example, but free weight is very, very good for building. For Yeah. Um, completely agree. I, I have like levels of, of thought with it where I'm like, if you're going to use a machine and that's going to get you cross training, like I'm a, go for it. Like I would rather Great. have you, yeah. Like start doing start with the machines. Yes. Yeah. And like getting going. And then like, once you, I feel like a lot of times it's like, people don't feel super confident with free weights, but once they're like, Oh, I've, I've used the machines. I like feel okay. Being in this space. I like understand a little bit more. Let me like eke into the like free weight section of the gym and just mm-hmm. like start to play. And then once they once like build their confidence up yeah that is like oh like sky's the limit and like yeah you can get um like really really strong with with free weights which is great well I think what I love why I love kettlebells so much too is because you can you can and dumbbells you can literally grab a couple and this is why I think it's so good if you're in the gym because you can just go find a corner in the gym yep and plonk yourself there and follow your program and you know and you can be in and out within 30 minutes tops if you do it yes. correctly, you know, you can, you can, you can blitz in and out pretty quickly. Agreed. And that's when people want to have like a home gym. That's my recommend recommendations. I'm like, go to wherever you would buy weights and like buy a, a heavier weight for like lower body stuff and buy a lighter weight for your upper body stuff. And I'm not going to tell you which weights because like light and heavy is very like subjective to people, but I'm like you too. And then you can have it in your house. And like, there's so much stuff you can do. You don't have to go to the gym to be able to do things go buy two weights and then obviously have even a program to follow, the, yeah even working out in the garden like with a kettlebell like you can just you could take it anywhere the park yeah. anywhere um yeah. but you are right look because i that's probably the question i do get asked the most is what what kettlebell weight should i start out with it's impossible for me to tell you yeah. it's really <laughs> difficult like it i could tell you to i think like for an absolute it's really hard because it all depends on you and what you can lift but one thing that that is for sure is you move up weight rapidly quick when you train consistently with with weight especially with kettlebells you 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 progress really really quick so like you say having a couple is so beneficial because by week two week three you're already finding that everything's got a little bit easier yep Yep. Yep. And that's, yeah. Um, what I was going to say is like the what's heavy, like day to day matters too. Right. So if you can't afford to have like a range of things, like, cause there's some days where I'll be like, I'm going to do like goblet squats, for an example, and I'll pick up my like normal leg one. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is like way too heavy for today. So having the ability to like go down or then the days where you're like super recovered. And I'm like, man, I need to go buy a heavier kettlebell. Cause the like heaviest one I have is too light for today. So yeah 
having a having feeling. a range oh my god it's amazing well this is it too because like I have this conversation a lot like especially with 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 kb training too like you move through range of weight very very it depends very much on the move that you're doing like Mm -hmm. you could shoulder press something that's if you have a if you have a good strong core and you know you've got a lot of stability you could maybe up your weight with shoulder press turn the kettlebell upside down and do a bottoms up press you're reducing your weight by half Mm -hmm. you know like it and same with like windmills and stuff like that you know you might have to drop down quite significantly but you can press or you can push, I don't know, like a 12, but come into that stability range of motion. And you're like, I can't even lift a four. (laughs) And it, you know, it really does test your, test your ability and your range. And I just, I think that's why it's so cool too. And to have a good range, but I love that you love that style of training too. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's super fun. And like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, cross training can be really boring. And like, yes, it, it can be, but it also can be like really, I think like really fun to be like, oh, like, look how much I can hold like in a, a bottoms up press. Like, look at my forearm, like stabilizing, look at my shoulder stabilizing. And like, maybe it's just because I've had like injuries in the past where the thought of like ever being able to like move my shoulder without pain for a while was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And like, now I'm like, look at me, like I I can do it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I wish more people enjoyed cross training or even if they didn't enjoy it, they would just like do it because it, it pays off like both reducing risk of injury and then like being able to do cool shit all of it like but I think you have to change your mindset like you like people think people think cross training is boring because they think they're going into the gym and going into the gym has that real like "Mm, I don't want to go into the gym you have to view it that you're going to get better at the thing that you love to do so if you're going in and you're going to go do a lap pull down for example you're going to go work machines that's fine you're going to go do a lap pull down you're working your I use this example before this is a terrible example but you're going to work on your pull so that you can get your handspring so that because you've identified that this top hand doesn't pull enough, for example. So you need to view it that you're going to get better for the thing that you love to do. Yes. You know, and like you say, I, I think it's well, until you've been injured, like, oh, there's no, that, that feeling of injury sucks. It sucks. does. And that's where the, honestly, I spend way too much time thinking about this because I'm like, people have resistance to cross training, like, okay, I, I struggle to understand that, but I can acknowledge that that's a a thing for people. And then they get injured. And like, usually the argument is like, well, I haven't been injured before enough people get injured. The injury rates in pole dancers is like astronomical and it should not be as high as it is. And then to recover from that injury, you're going to have to do like rehab exercises, which if it's a smart, like rehab program, we're going to get into strength and conditioning at some point so that we can get you above the like line that you were when you got injured so your like capacity is going to be be higher and then when they are out of pain and starting to get stronger and things that were were a struggle before they were injured now are super easy they're like oh my god like I could have been doing this this entire time like my progress could have been like Mm -hmm. so much faster and I'm like yes (laughs) like yes and I wish it didn't take you like getting hurt for that to like click click yeah yeah Um, for sure how, how do I well, not even just me, just like the pole community in general, like how do we get that click to happen without people having to get injured? I know. And I love it when like, when I work with my clients and they, they, they do my plan and any, you know, even if you must see it, you must get it yourself too. And I'll get texts like, Oh my God, I got my extended butterfly. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Because you've improved, you're pushing pull. (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like this is going to happen. Like, welcome to the show because it's only going to get better from here, and you're gonna, you know, you're you're gonna progress real quick. Um, and it, like you say, it's all for that. It's you know, it's it is it's when you start to see the benefits, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is like all of a sudden things that were really difficult start to become easier and you're like oh okay this is because of this so and it makes cross training more exciting so you know like you said it definitely needs to be that click but there's definitely more people talking about strength and conditioning and Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely more um more videos and doctors and personal trainers that are cross training over and having their niche as pole but yeah, I definitely think there needs to be more exposure to it. I mean, I want to, I don't want to touch on this too much because again, I don't want it to be, I don't want this to be any negativity, but you know, I'm really shocked at the backlash that you have had on your posts and people, the, you know, the response that you have had because you, it's, I, I actually, I, 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 you said it on your story and I loved it because it's proven science I like it's just 101 like I'm really like I'm like sorry if you don't want to hear it but it is and if you when you if you what I'm gonna be careful I say this when you are when you learn about it you you understand that that's like that's just that's just the basics like that that's that's science I'm sorry my kids on my headphones oh no that that that's that's science so what you're saying, we're not just saying this as a, we like to cross train, like, come on guys, everybody do this. Like it is proven science. Yeah. And so, um, if people don't, don't follow me, it's principles, sports medicine principles, and take what is very, very well established science in just like the movement world being applied to other sports and like just apply it to pole. So it's like cross training is like one of the best ways to reduce your risk of injury and improve your ability to do the sport that you want to do. And like, you cannot consider pole a sport. That's fine. I do. Um, and that's not like excluding strippers too. It's just, it's a very athletic no, way of I, moving. Yes. No, <laughs> so, I, totally, like, I totally agree. Cause I call, I class it as pole fitness. So I actually get quite a lot of people ask me a lot, like, well, what's the difference? Why, why, why are you calling it pole fitness? Like what is pole fitness? I'm like, well, it's exactly the same. Just my main focus is on the, is, is on that fitness aspect. My style is very dynamic. I'm a personal trainer. I enjoy strength and conditioning. I like to see the sport aspect of pole yeah and I I work with I work with strippers like quite Uh quite a bit and it's um for me it's like an an interesting balance of trying to to talk about pole as like a, a broader thing but I don't strip and so I feel like me really talking to strippers, not being a stripper can come across as like disingenuous, but like Mm -hmm. I, I lump everyone in. I have multiple stripper clients where I'm like, Hey, you want to be able to do cooler stuff on the stage? Like, let's go. You want to not have your body feel like death after your shift? Like, let's go. Um, how are you going to get better and improve from that is like doing stuff outside of the club, because that's just how, how things work. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I'm taking like well-established like science principles and just applying it to pole. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm doing anything like controversial. A lot of times it's like not even really my opinion. It's just like, this it's- is science and I'm just going to like 100%. tweak it and apply it to pole. And people have 
very big feelings about it, which, um, it's honestly, it's hard like for, for me. Cause like I create everything that I put on my Instagram page myself. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is an argument. Like how, how are we here? Um, but <laughs> how are we here? How are we here? <laughs> um, I just have to, I have to keep going back to like, like at, at one point I didn't know any of the things that, that I knew, right. Like I had to go to school for eight years to learn all of the things that, that I know. And if I hadn't done that, I would be probably confused and be like, I don't understand, you know, like I, my instructor is telling me this, or I've only like read other things online and you're telling me the exact opposite. Um, so I can like understand people being confused. Um, and sometimes with confusion, big feelings happen. And so we'll keep working through it. I'm just going to keep saying the same thing, like over and over again. And hopefully yeah, you eventually can only stay, you can only stay true to you. And that's a really big thing. Um, if you, like you say, like you say, if you, if you disagree, you can unfollow, but this is, I, I stand very strong by this. And also I loved your post, um, that I think hits the nail on the head of pole dancers are athletes and we are athletes especially if you do this professionally and you do this full time or if you train three four times a week you're in you're in athletic territory and you take anybody training for the olympics i'm ta- i'm gonna take gymnasts as one by the way i did some studies on how when when the olympic gymnasts get ready for when they go when they do their pre-season camp I did one bit in particular. I did one little deep dive on it, by the way, where I'm going to go with this. Like one part of the SNC training, uh, one move in particular that is part of that is kettlebell swings because of how much it strengthens your posterior chain. You take, I'm going to go really broad here, gymnastics, um, tennis players, swimmers, uh, anyone in sort of like mixed martial arts, boxing, uh UFC anything like that they all go through pre-season training camps and they tra- they and they train all year long anyway they don't just train their sport they don't there are there are specific strength and conditioning programs that they are put through by their coaches that enhance their their output yeah and this is and exactly it, what we're saying and even if you wanted to go into more like gymnastics for like pole crossover gymnastics is one that I default to. And then people were like, well, there's the dance aspect to it as well. Right. Like there's the like dynamic tricky part, but then there's also more of the the dance part, ballet dancers, cross train, like Uh professional ballet dancers, cross train. And it's, um, it's strength and conditioning because they need the endurance. They need the strength to put themselves in those positions to be able to jump higher. They need more like leg power. So they go through, um, yeah, like strength and conditioning programs Programs. in like a a periodized way, right? Like there's times where they're focusing more on dance and there's times where they're focusing more on their like rehab strength and conditioning programs, but they're never just, so like you take, I don't know, let's take a swimmer, for example, and they're they're getting ready to compete. A swimmer will never just do swimming. You know, and there might, the same- yeah, there might be like weeks, like a week where they're oh, like, course, only, course. yeah, yeah, only yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, of course. But over there, like, let's say they've got 12 weeks, their 12 week training camp, for example, that mm-hmm. whole 12 weeks is not just swimming. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and this is, and this is, this is where I'm trying to try to go with this. Like their athletes, af- athletes have like 12 week training camps, but they train obviously throughout the year, but when they're getting ready for stuff, they, you know, they, they have their training camps that involves cross training and, and most and most athletes will cross train 
in some capacity and this is where I think we're going back to your post saying like pole dancers are athletes and therefore athletes should cross train it all links like, come on people yeah. wake up and smell the coffee <laughs> yeah it does all link and it's I find it really fascinating because like flexibility training is cross training yes. right like and so broadly speaking I haven't got any pushback when I talk more about like flexibility training and ways to like improve your your flexibility flexibility is cross training like you're not on your apparatus you are doing something off off the pole to improve your ability to do things on the pole yeah. which is like you're like okay you can grasp that part of it but part of another very important part of pole dancing, especially is being able to be strong in those very flexible positions. Yeah. Like having the strength to put yourself into those positions instead of just passively hanging out on, on your joints. And the best way to improve that is through weightlifting of some capacity. hundred percent. It's the same with people that have like really naturally bendy backs. I'm going to use back as an example because it's, I feel like it's more common than not. Um, but that doesn't mean they've got the strength to be able to put themselves. I, I had a client once that had the most ridiculously bendy back. We could put her into whatever position that she went into, but holding those positions or trying to get into them by herself would be difficult because there's no strength there. Mm-hmm. So even when you're really flexible, like you still need to build that baseline strength too. Yeah. So any, any position that you could passively get into, you should have the strength to actively get into that position. And most people don't, most of us have more like passive, um, flexibility than active flexibility, but having a really big gap between the two, like literally just sets yourself up for your risk of injury rate to like skyrocket. So only working on your flexibility and not working on the strength to like, be able to support yourself in that position is it might not hurt you right now, but like with repetition and then time like things are not going to feel good so being proactive as opposed to reactive is is better yeah but you know what's really big as well as flexibility coaches it's the same as Mm -hmm. snc coaches like you're you're, what you're saying is completely right like you are you are right you don't get any pushback like flexibility is cross training but also like a lot of i know a lot of polars that do bold bouldering and climbing that's i don't know if that's a big thing in america it's quite big here in the uk um they like uh that that's still a form of cross training like anything that is not your usual movement it doesn't have to be weight training weight training is going to help but like it could be something else and that's still cross training yes and that's where maybe maybe i i probably should be more clear so i think every single human that exists on the planet should be like using resistance training as part of their programming like um the Injury rates that happen in older adults because they're not as strong as they need to be and their bones are not as strong because they well, haven't bone been density, right? Like it just starts to break down as you get older. And like that's what's not spoken about enough either. Like when you're you're not just improving your muscularity, you're improving your bone density. Yes. Yeah. And so like not having some like especially like as your bones are developing so at like a youth and then consistently like maintaining that bone density as you age um like the leading cause of of death in old people is from falling and you'll fracture your hip and you don't recover from from that fall and so working on your ability to like stay balanced which is like a really great part of like strength and conditioning um and then keeping your bones like dense so that if you do fall they're not fracturing the really the only way to do that is to add resistance and so 
I want to be like Nike, just do it. But like, I feel like it's like, find a way that like, that you will, right. There's so many different like apparatuses that you could use. You could use machines, you could use bands, you could use kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells. Like there's a wide variety of different weightlifting things that you could use. Yeah. Equipment I was looking for. And then there's different programming. Like you don't have to like one person's program, find someone's that, that you like, that you'll be consistent with and like, and literally just do it. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. There's like nothing more to say like that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I see that you've got your own gym at home now. Yeah, I, um, well, it's very interesting. So I have a, an in-person office. I don't see people in person very often. Not that I don't want to, but just like people here, like don't want to work. I just say they don't want to work with me. They, I don't know. I work with people like in Europe and I can't get people that live down the street to, to schedule with me. It's fine. Um, but it's attached to a really giant, um, like, uh, kind of cross training or sorry, kind of CrossFit esque, um, gym, but I don't particularly like being around people when I'm struggling um and so I just choose to work out in my basement so okay that's that's cool um so it's cool because now you've got you've got a little hub for all your content yep yeah so some of the videos that I'll post if you see like a a white like brick wall that's like the days that I'm in my my office um and then the the rest of them are yeah just like at home in my in my basement with my squat rack that is too big for the space but it works really well (laughs) you've got it that's all that matters yeah um so I'm gonna go back to I'm just gonna touch on a couple a little bit so how often do you pull at the moment oh usually like three three days a week is what I try to do and I'll take um I, oh I feel like I go in like season so right now I'm in a like I just want to spend time on the apparatus I don't really have any like specific goals that I'm tr- actively trying to to work on right now so I've been taking like four, like two classes a day on like Monday and Tuesday. And then I will go in, um, for like an open studio, like my own training yeah, time yeah. and work on, um, I'm trying to figure out how to do Janeiro and it, like some days it goes really well. Other days I just like want to face plant into the ground. Um, so I'll spend like, yeah, like one day a week working on the skills, either like a Janeiro is one that I'm like trying to be able to achieve. And I'm actually going in today and like shoulder mount on spin has been like the bane of my existence. I get like really scared as soon as my head goes down so that's my plan for today is to like quit being a baby about trying to overcome that I find yeah. with, with Janeiro it's really difficult to get that parcel shelf right you know like when you create that flat that flat positioning to get it to get it on you have to get that so bang on and your body positioning so right and lined otherwise you've got nothing to go down on it's it, it can be challenging because you can't you can't well you can sort of see it but you can't see it Unless you've got a mirror. So I understand why that positioning is quite tough. And it's a lot on the back too. And that's it where mine is, is that like rotation up. Mm. Um, I get like halfway, like the shelf, my like soft that my shelf is solid where I'm like, I got this, but it's uh I can get like halfway rolled and then my back starts to cramp. And so I've been doing a lot of stuff off the pole to be like, okay, do you have the strength to like be like laterally flexed? And then rotate. Um, and so it's, it's been, getting, on, what have sorry. I been doing? Oh, I just, say, yeah. What have you been working on? Um, the, like the main drill that I do is I lay like face down on the ground and then I like turn my body into a C and like keeping that C, can I roll up yeah. and yeah. like, 
the days and like the days where I can do it on the floor, I can do it on the pole. And then the days that I like, can't get that roll to happen. It's like kind of my like screening thing where I'm like, if I can roll, um, on the floor, then I like, I'm like, let's go. But if I'm like ha- stuck on the floor, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this on the pole. Um, have you know, it's like, have you like clicked on days where like, is there any, re- have you linked days together where you're like, this is why I don't think I can do this on this particular day. Like, is it as a result of like training the day before, like anything in um, particular that you think or just so you, luck? <laughs> um, a li- like a little bit of, so I usually go in like later in the week for my open studio day. And it, it really depends upon, yeah, like what I've done, like, have I been lifting like heavier? Have I been doing more like posterior chain stuff where my, like the back part of my back is like already just like fried or have I spent like this week? I know it's not going to be a good day today. Cause I have spent like seven hours a day on my computer, like just sitting Punched. talking to people on zoom. Yeah. So like, yeah, the, the stuff that, and like my stress level throughout the week too. Like if I have a lot of stuff going on, like my nervous system's like already pretty fried by the time I have time to like relax and train. So being able to like kind of evaluate that before you go in to be like, what have you done during the week? How are we? And yeah. And like, will I try once to be like, maybe today will just be an anomaly day. And then Sometimes it goes like moderately well, but most of the time when I go in being like, you're already tired, like you put your body through a lot already this week, like probably not going to be the day to do really crazy things. And that's okay. That mental check-in, by the way, is so important with yourself and being honest with yourself. Um, Also your menstrual cycle, I could talk about this quite a bit too, but your menstrual cycle very, very, very heavily dictates how you're feeling too and how you may be performing. But to be able to check in and say like, how am I actually feeling? Did I sleep well last night? Have I drunk enough water today? Have I eaten enough food? Like, where's my mental headspace at? Like, am I, am I in a good space to be able to socialize with people today? Yeah, I know that sounds really over the top saying like socialize with people, but you know, you, we've all been in a class or an environment with someone where you can just tell something's off. Something's not right about them that particular day you can just sense it with the energy and how their body language is and and nine times out of ten it's because they've had a really bad day um you know and it's it's you know sometimes you just need to to say like okay I need to take some me time I need to go rest Mm -hmm. you know like go do some stuff that's like for me I mean pole might be that for you anyway because nine times out of ten you come out at the end of it and you're like a different person (laughs) yeah because you feel so good but yeah that meant that that mental awareness too is is so important right yeah it definitely is and it's one where it's like everyone that I I work with like that's their first like exercise on their the app that I use for it is like answer I think it's like 10 questions and exactly what you said like how well did you sleep how long did you sleep how much water have you drank today how much food have you eaten today really like where are you and then um like in like bold letters where it's like if all of these are like not well like you're not doing good like you need to like reevaluate whether you're going to do this training session today because there's nothing wrong with being like today is not the day and tomorrow it's like a, a better yeah it's a new day and like you know you can do do better at the things that you're not doing good at today but a lot of times I feel like people rightly rightfully so will be like no today is the day that I'm supposed to do whatever like it's on my calendar this is what I'm, I'm supposed to do and like like you said some days it can go really well where you're able to like kind of snap out of your your funk that you're in and then other days you're like 
distracted and that's when like silly things can happen and you like end up getting hurt inadvertently. So um, I guess just being aware that like, that's kind of the risk that you're taking of like, if you're not, not firing on all systems, like, is it a not firing on all systems and you just need to move and you'll feel better or like, is moving going to make it like worse? worse? Yeah. 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 I totally, I totally agree. Um, and it's, I, I'm the same with my clients. I, I get them to monitor it every day. So then when we check in at the end of the week, we can be like, right, like, and it's really, really obvious that, you know, they write down on one day where they only get like five hours sleep, the next day they're feeling tired and grumpy and, you know, their mood's a bit shit. And you're like, well, oh, that's why or their water intake was quite low. And then how everything, how everything dominoes and then they become more self-aware too. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's really, really important. Which I think circles back to like treating yourself like an athlete, right? Because mm-hmm. these are all things that like athletic, like higher performing athletic people do is like they control as many things that they can control, right? They're going to like make sure that their nutrition's on point. They're going to make sure that they're drinking enough water. They're going to make sure that they have like the best environment to be able to sleep because they realize how important sleep is for their ability to perform. Um, and if you can look at it, even if you're not a high level athlete, you're just a person that's trying to, to do good at pole. Um, it will, and just like a person trying to like function better through life, right? Like all of these things play like a really, a really big part. And, um, I don't feel like our, the society that we've created has like prioritized, like really taking care of yourself. It's a, you know, you can sleep when you're dead, no pain, no gain, like go, go, go. Have you ever read the book by Matthew Walker? Uh, Why we sleep? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good, right? It is a really good book. Yeah. When you read it, when you start to actually visualize what he's saying and stuff like this, it is shocking. When you actually understand the different stages of sleep that you go in and out of and how your recovery is impacted. And even like, I've spoken about this before on a pod, but when you drink, when you drink alcohol or you take drugs, the way in which your your REM sleep is impacted and then how your brain tries to like recoup it all is it is fascinating and like you say like people will say like oh and I've said it when I was younger like oh my god yeah you can sleep when you're dead who needs sleep we all bloody need sleep because if you don't you are literally like your lifespan is decreasing yep so you're taking yeah you're taking years off your life by by not sleeping and I feel like well maybe people don't realize this but I feel like they realize it like too late where they're like oh I should, I should have been taking care, better care of myself, um, like younger and like fully want to recognize that everyone's circumstances are different. And so sometimes like you just have to do what you have to do to survive. But if you're in the, a situation where like, this can be a higher priority for you, um, like prioritize it because it it pays off in a wide variety of different ways. Definitely. So one thing I do want to finish on actually, um, how have you, so how have you, I mean, you've continued putting out your content that you've done, which is which is fantastic. We touched on it a little bit. So you mentioned about some of the we've mentioned. Well, I mentioned to you before we start recording about some of the sort of backlash that, that you've had bef- on some of the posts. Like, how how are you feeling about that? Or like, you know, how are you when you, when that happens? Like, because even we're all human, and like you say, you'll get the information you're giving out. Like, it's not it's not per, it's not like um it's not opinion. Mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's factual but anyway it's obviously the way it's taken and stuff like that but 
even sometimes when I get negative comments on my stuff, I just delete it. I do delete it. It's just, it's just the best way. But like, you know, how how are you, how are you when that sort of like, how do you take it? So it's, it's really interesting because it's been happening like since I started posting, like since I decided like I want to have like an online portion of my business and part of it has been, um, well, I'm not gonna lie. It's been really hard. I am kind of a, kind of a people pleaser person. Like I Mm -hmm. want people to like me. I really am posting stuff with like the, the purest intentions of like, just trying to help the the industry and people and like, um, right. Like I, I went to school to like help people not be in pain. Like I'm not here trying to be like super controversial. Um, and so when, when there are posts that people have really strong feelings about the, the first thing I do is like, like reread to be like, did I was like, was I too blunt? Like, was there like a better way that I like could have worded the, the caption that I, um, the words that I chose in my caption. And sometimes there are, and I will freely admit that that's something that I've spent like every, every post I try to do better where I'm like, okay, my default is to be very direct and very blunt, but people don't always resonate with that. So can I take the time to explain like more of like, how did I get to this conclusion? What, where, where am I pulling from? Like, where are these things coming from? Um, and I, I feel like I've been doing better, better, lately but then every once in a while I'll be like "Mm, that was people didn't like the way that I said that but um I go to therapy like every other week and we talk about um just yeah stuff and like it's heavy I I cry a lot when people have really strong feelings especially well I go I guess I go back and forth like if they have really strong feelings because they don't agree on it Mm. fine like it's science like if you don't want to believe science then like I, I can't help you but when it turns into more of like coming at me as a person, those are, hard. those are the comments that are like really, really hard. So, yeah. um, and it happens more frequently than I think people realize because I do delete the comments that are coming at me. Cause I'm like, people don't need to, to read that. Like, you don't have to like me, that's fine, but you don't have to like project it out no, to no. everyone. Um, and same, like people will DM me, um, not nice things like on a, on a <gasps> fairly regular basis. Stop it yeah yeah like um so it's it's been one where like I just have to like I read it and then I'm like okay like fine and then blocked um like delete the comment block like I don't I don't have the the energy capacity to deal with people like not not valuing what I put out into the world or like not seeing me like as a human because I'm I am a human. I'm a real person that is like posting this stuff. So, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I just want to say coming at it from like a personal trainer, um, a pole instructor, really, I've been in the fitness industry for a long time. I, I love the content you put out and I think it's super valuable. And I think you just have to stay true to yourself and the message that you're delivering and the value that you're trying to providing and keep that at the forefront of your mind, because the people who value your content will continue to to um appreciate it and like it and share it and you know your following's growing you're you know you're, I've seen that when I first found you <laughs> and where you are now your following's growing you're getting more exposure people are appreciating what you're putting out you're always going to get people that don't like it and you're doing the right thing you just have to delete it and ignore it but you know you just have to, like you say you just have to stay true to you you know what you're saying you know what you're saying is correct and it is and like I say I read every post that you've read I'm like <laughs> yes yes this is true I love this and that's been honestly the so there was a actually not that long ago where I 
like I took a few days off and I like seriously contemplated just like deleting my entire Instagram page because I was like I can't like I cannot take the just like constant well it was like pretty constant for a while like onslaught of people like disagreeing with me and like turning it into like more of like a a personal attack I had quite a few people be like you don't know anything you're just a chiropractor and I'm like what is your degree in like what are we talking about um so yeah I I took a, a few days off of posting and like sat with it um and reached out to some other like providers that are in the in the same space and um what was recommended to me was to like start screenshotting all of the the comments and the messages of people saying like I appreciate your posts I have learned yeah. so much like you're incredibly valuable so now I have a folder um my like little affirmations folder where like when people have their opinions about me or the content that I create I just go and read them and I'm like you're doing you're doing good like things are things are okay. And there's always going to be people that, that don't like me as a person or like the way that I choose to share my message. And like, that's fine. There's a but bunch there's of people in the world. That do. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, if you don't like me, which is like, maybe you saw that story where I was like, if you don't like the way that I'm communicating, like, it's so easy to unfollow. Like you don't have to like outwardly express your hatred to me because you don't like me, just unfollow me and like move, move on with your day. Yeah. And I've, I just think what you're putting out is fab. So keep going, honey. Thank you. Yeah. I I appreciate that. I absolutely love it. And also you got to remember that like you are educated, you did put in the time. I know it's like really hard and it's really easy for me to say this, but facts on facts. Yeah. And that's, and that's, yeah, where I, like lot there's been like a a really big like kind of self-growth probably in the past like month or so where I like I feel like I need to do a better job of explaining like my educational background and like where this stuff is coming from so that it doesn't seem like I'm just a random person on internet like popping off with their opinions which there are lots of people on Instagram that that's their entire page where letting people know more frequently to be like hey I this is like literally what I have dedicated my life to to doing so yeah and maybe it's about just people getting to know you as a person and like you putting out more content like that and like sharing your background although it's there already but I don't know you'll figure you'll figure it out you just have to play around with loads of different ideas and and some things you put up will really will, will smash and some things will really just dive and don't do that well sometimes I put out like I put out the exact same piece of content in a different format and it's done incredibly well but in in one format it hasn't the other format it has and it's like this I'm giving you exactly the same information so it's super Mm, I find that super interesting yeah Mm -hmm. because I've done the same where I'm like I've had information like rile people up before and I'll like change like the order of the words Mm -hmm. like literally just like flip it and then people are like oh my god I love this and I'm like well you like bit my head off the last time I Uh posted it in reverse so yeah people are interesting this is it I've put up like a kettlebell workout before um and it like my kettlebell workouts didn't really do that well in general and then I put up a post about how these particular kettlebell moves can help you improve your push and it's exactly the same video but I've just like taken the individual moves just given a little bit of like how you do it or what it what it targets and then within a within an hour it gets like so normally like a kettlebell workout might get like I don't know let's say like 100 saves 
within an hour of this post going up like I have like 250 plus saves and you're like what the fuck like I feel like I give this to you in a different format and like it just clicks and it's just finding that and like you know you just I know it must be really really hard but like you are doing a great job and like I feel like people that um get it get it and appreciate yeah. it so and that's what you gotta focus on because definitely and at, the, and at the end of the day like I've, I've I've really tried to move away from Instagram isn't the be or end all the inst- Instagram is where you put your information but like your clients and like who you're working with they're the people that matter and they're the people that keep coming back to you so that's definitely all that matters, isn't it <laughs> Yeah. And that exactly. You, you nailed it on the head where I was like, people can, on Instagram can get, can get upset. And like, I'm not trying to invalidate people's feelings. Like feel your feelings if you're having big feelings about things, but the people that work with me, like crush, crush their goals, like on a, a regular and consistent basis. So like you can, can have strong feelings about, about any of it, but like, you know, we're over here getting out of pain and improving our performance like on a regular basis so that's come join the fo- fam yeah this is it that and like that's that's all you've got to focus on like and yeah. that's like I try to try to, to shift my mindset a little bit and was like why am I so focused on Instagram and likes and trying to please everyone when that's not really what it's about it's about you know providing value to people that need it and want it and those people that want to work with you will so yeah Definitely. yeah you're nope, and that- it Thank you. Yeah. And I have to remind myself like, and people all the time where I'm like, if you don't like the free content that I'm putting out on a free yeah, app, free. then yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I'm not the problem. So this yeah. is it. And also like, you forget like the, the whole thing with, with, with social media is providing value and you provide so much value. And I give out so much information for free, like so many tips, tricks, tutorials, you know, like I, I can't yeah. give you any more <laughs> like yes. I'm giving you so much like just take it and run yeah. with it but yeah. yeah well Emily this has been absolutely amazing I feel like I could I've, I've I'm literally about to go to a uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class that's another thing that I've just added into my love it cross training and it's super transferable by the way super transferable to pole um so I need to dash but this has been absolutely I feel like I could talk to you more about this and deep dive on way more subjects yeah way way more subjects I just looked at the time and I was like oh it's already been over an hour what what? so yeah I know I'd love to do a part two um let's do it if you were ever up for maybe we could deep dive on some more stuff that would be great we share a lot of values so this has been absolutely fantastic so thank you so much enjoy the rest of your day considering it's what now 10 o'clock yep 10 o'clock I'm I'm actually gonna go for a run so that's it's great (laughs) amazing well thank you so much You're welcome.